Today, $70 billion of Christian's money is invested in funds that support abortions and anti-family lifestyles. We want to change that. This is FBI. Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Anthony is a financial advisor as well as an ordained minister. He'll show you how to keep God's blessings on your investments by taking scripture and applying practical step-by-step investment principles. You can keep your money from funding anti-biblical companies. Here's your faith-based investing team, Tom Levine and Anthony Wright, the investment preacher. My God's not dead, he's surely alive. Welcome to Faith-Based Investing. The last program we did, we finished with this thought that faith-based investing really begins with a decision, a decision to line up your faith and your moral beliefs with your investments. And there's a video you can watch about this process at investmentpreacher.com to learn more. With me on the line is Anthony and Aaron Wright. Merry Christmas, you guys. How are you doing? Merry Christmas, brother. Merry Christmas. Good to be with you today in studio. How are you? I'm doing great, thank you. Do you have any special uh, Christmas celebration, things that you do, maybe special foods or uh, traditions or things like that that are unique to your family, special snacks yeah, that you my, eat? Yeah, uh, my father reads the Christmas story every year. Oh. Yeah, so that's kind of our special thing. He he um, reads the Christmas story, and we all go to my mother and father's house, and uh, I got four four children, five grandchildren, and first thing he'll do is he'll read the Christmas story and then we we break bread and eat and then we you know we try not to focus a whole lot on I mean I'll just be pretty honest with you my 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 children and grandchildren are spoiled (laughs) (laughs) I mean they have everything they could possibly want and one thing that really blessed me uh Aaron has uh that's on the air with us today he is my oldest son and my firstborn, but he has a just a precious little daughter, and um, Lily is uh, six years old, and she's just a precious little girl. And so, me and my wife, she calls me Papa, and calls my wife Gigi, and we we, <laughs> we took her over. We took her over to this. Uh, uh, well, it was her and a couple of it was her a couple of the grandkids, but we all went over to this. I don't I don't know what you call the name of it, but it's where overruns. It's like Amazon overruns and hmm. and um, TJ Maxx. You know they they can't sell them, uh, and so they all these companies once they shelve them for so long, and then I guess anyway it ends up at the store. I guess I don't know what you sounds call like it. my kind of place. Yeah, I know, right? But you know, you've seen it, how I dress. So. Oh well, hey, you're a pretty sharp dresser. <laughs> but, we, um, but we, but we, we. We took the kids in there, and I was so blessed because all Lily wanted to do was pick stuff out for other people. Now, isn't that sweet? Oh, it is. She was so precious, and I, she wasn't looking for anything for herself. She was like, Papa, I think this would look good for, for Presley, which is my other granddaughter, and I think this would look good for Jolie, and which is my other granddaughter, and what about this for Bubba? And I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what about this for Brooksy, which is her little baby brother? And, you know, and after after for about an hour, we had been in there, and I said, Lily, honey, you are so sweet. And I <laughs> said, you have not asked for nothing. And I said, Papa wants you to go find something for you. And so she goes over there, and she comes back with a little stuffed lamb, and she said, oh, oh, here, Papa. 
and I was like, did you finally find something you like? And she said, this would just look so good with Presley. And oh. I, and I, was, <laughs> I told my wife, I was like, that is the sweetest child. She oh. just wants to give to other people. And and I, a lot of that is because Aaron, and, you know, as her dad and Aaron and his wife, they've done a great job raising her that way. And But that's also kind of how our family is. You know, we – look, I got a 9-year-old – well, 10. He turned 10 now. But I, I got a 10-year-old son still at home. And the other night, I think it was just – he needed some – I think my wife noticed when he came home from school, like the shoes – he had his tennis shoes were had holes in the end of them or something where he'd scuffed his toes mm-hmm. out on the playground on the swinging on the monkey bars or something and she was like Cody you got you got holes in the end of your shoes we got to get you a new pair of shoes well they come home with two brand new pair of shoes and I said you guys do realize Christmas is next week <laughs> 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 well, we can't wait for Christmas or these his shoes have got holes in them he can't go to school with shoes. Holes and money, and I said, "Well, he's only got five more pair in there in his closet." <laughs> so, so you know, that's just to me. Uh, I don't mean to be Scrooge, but you know, to me, I'm a little Scroogey, but not not in a bad way. I just think that people should really focus on Jesus is the reason for the season. Yes, and and I just think it's about being together as family, and it's about blessing each other and being so thankful, Tom, that we're alive and that we're able to spend time together. You know, we're not promised tomorrow. And so, you know, there's a lot of hurting families and a lot of hurting people. And so for us, it's just about getting together. And, and really the true reason for the season is Jesus. And and just we read the Christmas story and we, we just celebrate as a family and we play. And now I don't mean we don't, you know, I don't mean we're mean and we get the kids nothing. I mean, <laughs> you know, but we, we, we try not to go way overboard. We try to, you know, one to two two gifts per child and it, we try to do something that that means well and um you know one year i threatened to buy them some stock for christmas and and aaron was like dad they don't even know what they don't even know they got anything yeah. <laughs> stock like a stocking <laughs> yeah. that's good that's good well we want to keep christ in christmas and i know our listeners do too and they're very this is very important to them but before we get down to brass tacks aaron i wanted to ask you too um so any any traditions or any special foods when you think of a christmas food what do you think of? Oh man, that's that's honey glazed ham, brother. Okay, right out of yeah. the yeah, right out of the. I'm oven, picking up man. what you're putting down. <laughs> that's the that's the go to. I'm looking forward to this year, brother. And and he's right, you know, reading. I'm buying what you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> reading the Christmas story is a good tradition. Yeah. It, it is, and having the family there on on Christmas morning and. Uh, you know my my grandfather getting up there and and explaining to everybody the the true meaning of christmas and that it's not just about the presents that it's about the the birth of our lord and savior mm. you know i awesome. i love that and that is the key it's so easy to get distracted and and I miss the point in mm-hmm. especially in america and and you know saving for retirement we're going to talk about that in a moment my wife my bride of 38 years at Christmas, she makes this food. Congratulations, by the way. Thank congratulations. You. You, don't, you don't see that much anymore. Congratulations. 38 years. Well, it's a testimony to God's grace and blessing, and, uh, you know, I'm better off married to her than I certainly would have been 
in any other way. But at Christmas time, she makes this food she doesn't make any other time of the year. And I call them haystacks. Maybe you've seen them, but they're like this Chinese noodle candy covered with chocolate. Ooh, and yeah. they are fantastic. Ooh. I look forward to those all year long, and that's sort of a Christmas Eve um, tradition in around our house. And we also have uh, like some pastries with orange glaze on Christmas morning that we don't have any other time of year. So, oh, anyway, very good, very good. That's you guys nice. covered all the spiritual stuff. I'm covering the food stuff. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting me hungry. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we are in the world, but not of it. How does that, how does that inform what you do? You guys are a family business. We've talked a little bit about your family. You're not the big building on Wall Street. You're something different. Try to paint a picture of, of how being in the world, but not of it, informs what you do. Well, we're in the world as in we have to live and operate, and we have to you know, certainly function as a company, but we're not of the world, as in we don't have to support worldly values and worldly goods. And, you know, Tom, if honestly, if you would ask, I'm going to probably say 98, if not 100% of the Christians that you would ask would say that they're upholding God's standards and that is their first priority. You know, they, they say, hey, that, you know, we, we tithe and we give to our school or church or ministry or favorite missionary. Or, and and they, they stop there is the problem. They never take the next step to ask about their investments. They don't. And, and I'm going to say this because I am currently an ordained minister. And I have been 20 years of my life. Now, of that mm-hmm. 20, 12, I have been a, a financial advisor. But of the, in the past 20 years, I cannot tell you how many people will, will come and ask me, you know, Anthony, what can we do to, you know, we, we just, we really want to be used of God. Well, let me tell you something. You will be mightily used of God just by changing your investments. And just by screening them, I mean, that it's absolutely free. It doesn't cost you anything. All you have to do is say, I don't want to be funding these anti-biblical activities. Screen my statement and tell me if I am funding anything that I'm not supposed to be funding. Yes. And that's it. And, and you can make a big impact, a huge impact on society just being... A, a child of the Almighty God by saying, I don't want to do that. Listen, I get it. You're tithing. That's great. That's wonderful. You're giving to missions. That's wonderful and great. All of that stuff is great. But so many times people just kind of want to bury their head and they don't want to deal with their investment account. And so they leave it to us financial advisors. And so that's why we're in the world. We do manage people's money, and that's what we do, and that's what we're really good at. But we're not of the world, as in we don't have to put that that investment money into a bad, evil company that's going to take $50 million this year and support the, the gay and lesbian movement or support Planned Parenthood and get abortions or be giving money to some underground sex trafficking operation. So, you know, we're going to put it in a good, solid, faith-based company. And 
a lot of times when you say that, people say, oh, are you talking about Hobby Lobby and, and Chick-fil-A? Well, first of all, Hobby Lobby is not a publicly traded company, and neither is Chick-fil-A. But that's the only two that people that people talk about. I wish I could buy stock in Hobby Lobby, but I can't. I love the Green family. Uh, I've read his biography, and I love David Green. He's a wonderful man, and the Green family is a wonderful man. The Truett family is a wonderful family at Chick-fil-A. But we can't buy stock because they're they're a privately owned company. Right. So, but there are other companies out there, and people are always saying, "Well, why don't you tell us what they are?" Well, if I told you what they were, you wouldn't need me, right? So, <laughs> I mean, that's that's my secret sauce. You know, we we know who they are, and we know where they're at, and we know how to invest in them. So, that's what we do: is we screen your investments and if they're dirty we clean them if we screen them and they're already clean then there's no reason to do anything unless you just want us to manage your money we can but it still doesn't cost you anything it's free so don't procrastinate don't put off any longer you know you're listening today what is it i can do that is exactly what you can do and let me give you some quick numbers before we go to break there's over yeah. 51 million american households which is 44 percent of the population of our country that are invested in one or more mutual fund that attributes to 11 trillion with a t 11 trillion dollars is invested in mutual funds so if you're listening today and you're in a mutual fund, you can have a big, huge impact on the kingdom of God just by going to investmentpreacher.com, click on the Get Started button, and let us screen your investments. If they're dirty, it doesn't cost you anything for us to clean them. So we will screen them and clean them. But I need you to go to investmentpreacher.com, uh, or if you like, I mean, you can call us at 931-RETIRED, but, you know, the easiest way is investmentpreacher.com and let us screen your statements, screen your stocks, let's see what you're in, and then you can be a part of the movement of God in cleaning up this money. And guess what, Tom? If we stop the money, we stop the abortions. If we stop the money supply, we stop the sex trafficking. If we stop the money supply... We stop the LGBTQ movement. We stop the same-sex marriages because without money, they can't do what it is they do. Yeah. Uh, you know, I want to encourage our listeners. Thank you for listening today. You're the reason we do what we do. Schedule your 15-minute complimentary no-obligation meeting, consultation, phone call, whatever it is that you'd like to do. You can easily uh, do that at investmentpreacher.com or if you prefer, you can even send an email to info at retirementspecialtygroup.com. Back with more in a moment after this. Hi, I'm Anthony Wright. I'm a minister as well as a faith-based financial advisor. Are you as serious about your faith as I am? Of course you are. That's why I'm reaching out to you today. Are you aware last year there were billions of dollars of Christians' money that funded abortions, pornography, and anti-family lifestyle? I want you and I to change that. It's great that you're investing for the future, but do you really know what your money is funding? So here's your invitation. To download a copy of my free book, go to investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com. Or call me at 931-RETIRED. I'll screen your investment portfolio for you, and I'll let you find out exactly what your investments are funding. There's no 
no obligation. There's no pressure. My goal is to just keep God's blessings on your investments, taking scripture and applying practical step-by-step investment principles. So visit my website now, investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com and download your free copy of my book, Faith-Based Investing. You're saving and investing for the future, and that's good. While you build and save, have you ever stopped to think, where does my money actually go? Am I investing in things I don't believe in? We have answers. This is Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. This is Faith-Based Investing. The voices you're hearing are Anthony and Erin Wright. And I'm Tom Levine. It's great to have you with us. You can learn all about us and screen and clean your investments for the future at investmentpreacher.com. Faith-based investing really begins with a family decision, a decision to line up your faith and your moral beliefs with your investments. It took us, our family, 10 minutes to get this process all done, and I encourage you to consider it. And guys, why do these companies, these huge companies that uh, you divest people from, give to these causes in the first place? Well, first and foremost, it's out of peer pressure. Hmm. I mean, that's the media puts pressure on them. Um, it's peer pressure, plain and simple. And it's just like, you mean you're not supporting? Uh, you're not supporting pro-choice. You mean you're not supporting uh, same-sex marriage? You mean you're not supporting? And mm. then, and then they begin the process of wanting to boycott that company. And so. Out of panic, the company goes, well, hang on a minute. Oh, all right, here, we'll, we'll write you a check for $10 million. Wow. And, um, you know, that's been that's been tried at, at Hobby Lobby. That's been tried at, you know, Hobby Lobby even took on the, the United States government. You know, they said, listen, you're, you're forcing us, Obamacare is forcing us to pay for health insurance that includes contraceptives. And that is not our belief. That's against our religion. You know, we believe God's a God of life, and He's a God of pro-life. And so, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna pay for something that goes against our religion. And you know, Obamacare was trying to pay for abortions and contraceptives, and and then it was also tried at at Chick Fil A. You know, where the the LGBTQ community was going to boycott Chick Fil A, and they said, okay, fine, go ahead, boycott, whatever. And then it backfired on them. All the Christians, you know, went, and the LGBTQ people kind of got left out. Same way with Hobby Lobby. You know, Hobby Lobby don't give in to that kind of pressure. But your companies like Microsoft and and Apple and and Amazon, I mean, these 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 are people that at the top of that chain. Um, I mean, I think it's been pub- pretty public record that. Uh, Steve Jobs' partner that founded Apple with him is is married to another man. So hmm. that's, I mean, that's pretty public record. I mean, he's pretty proud of it. He was on Dancing with the Stars and and bragging about it. So, you know, when you have the founder of the company, I mean, obviously Apple makes billions of dollars a year, if not trillions of dollars a year. Well, where are they going to put that money? They're going to they're going to put it toward same-sex marriage and if you're doing that you might as well put some toward abortions yeah you know so it's it's just peer pressure at the end of the day is and is what is is the number one thing because that's the that's the only reason that they're doing it Mm -hmm. is to get the limelight and to get the media talking about it and 
but what we do, what we do is we support the companies that don't give in to that peer pressure. I love that. Yeah. You know, our office is in Carlsbad, California. Every time I drive down the main drag, which is Carlsbad Village Drive, I pass a Carl's Jr. And Carl's Jr. is not what it was. There was a man named Carl Karcher who started it, and he was a Bible-believing Christian. His book was in Christian bookstores, and this was back in about 1988. And uh, word got out that uh, he was taking a lot of heat because he took a pro-life stance. When Christians stand up, it is amazing what happens. So there was going to be a protest outside of the Carlsbad, Carl's Jr. (laughs) And so uh, word got out, uh, and a lot of church people were going, you know what we're going to do? We're going to eat lunch after church on Sunday at Carl's Jr. And there were about five or six people holding signs across the street, the saddest-looking group you'd ever see in your life. And the line went around the block. Wow. I I was wondering how they didn't run out of food that day. I've never seen so many Christian people. And a lot of people think, California, are there any Christians there? But I'll tell you, there's a dynamic uh, Christian community, and I'll never forget that day. It was so cool to see brothers and sisters standing up and voting with their pocketbook. And that's really what we're talking about here today. Yeah, you know, it's this simple. It's, It's we as Christians... Our our walk should match our talk. Yes. It's, it's that simple. We we shouldn't just go to church on Sunday morning and act all spiritual and all holier than thou, and then Monday through Saturday, we're out there funding and we're giving money to abortions and same-sex marriage and sex trafficking and the making of pornography and all this crazy stuff with our money. Now, usually when I when I say that to Christians— I want to be clear that they are not doing it on purpose, okay? It's just that most investors are unknowingly funding these lifestyles and these activities that are not honoring to God. It's not like they're doing it on purpose. They're doing it unknowingly. And I stress that because God's Word says that in in Hosea, I think it's chapter 4, verse 6, that my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Yes, and they're doing it from a lack of knowledge. So I don't want anybody to feel condemned. It's not a condemnation message. It's an education message that folks understand what these people are doing with your investment portfolio. Understand where this money is going and what you're funding. And we offer that for free. So it doesn't, it doesn't cost anything to do that. And by the way, back to, back to your Carl's Jr., as it come, as it come, um, I guess you're out there in the east side is where it started. Did he start there in California? I believe so, yes. Okay. I think in the Los Angeles area. Okay, so as it moved west across the country and south, and it became Hardee's. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how that happened, but it's the same logo. It's the same everything. It's just Hardee's in Tennessee, where Aaron and I are at. <laughs> uh, the ownership has changed, and I remember one time before he passed away, he said, look, I have no dog in this fight anymore, because they'd come out with some TV ads that were kind of not exactly Christian. Oh, and okay. it was sad to see you know, his company heritage go that direction. Oh, so what it is now is different than what it was then but he had an excellent book i didn't get a chance to to read it myself but i heard good things and you know you guys are distinct in the way you handle people's 
financial future. And some people are just living month to month. I mean, what do you tell those people who are living month to month just trying to get by paycheck to paycheck today? Well, I mean, obviously you tell them God is their source and, you know, don't get discouraged and give up. I mean, you're going to make it. But, you know, we are asked a lot of times when people call in and they say, Anthony or Aaron, you know, I just want to get started and, you know, I got 50 bucks. But, to, to you know, not to sound, um, I, I don't know, I don't know how this comes across on the radio, but hopefully it comes across factual. I mean, we just can't help you unless you have something for us to help you with. Is mm-hmm. does is that okay? Does that make sense how, how I'm saying that, Tom? Yeah. I mean, we were there in the past, and, yeah. and God moves you along. Yeah. You know, the the key is how you do what you do with the money God has given you. And That's Proverbs, right. the book of Proverbs is so great in yep. uh, giving you practical guidance. Amen. Yeah. And, it, you know, it's not... They're not going to stay there forever. You know, we've all we've all been there. So you're not going to stay there forever. God's going to move you, as you said. He's going to move you through different seasons. And, you know, there's there's seed, and then there's time, and then there's harvest. And so, you know, don't get discouraged if that's you. At least at least get started and get on your feet and get, get something going. But, um, you know, as far as what Aaron and I can do, you know, we can – I think the total, our total fund, um, I think Jay was telling me, is now over $800 million. So there's a little more than $800 million in there. And, you know, even if all you have is thirty dollars or $40,000, you're still going to be treated just like, those like that $800 million portfolio because we're going to put you inside that portfolio and and that you're going to be you're going to be trading just like just like you're you've got 800 million dollars so when we when we spend that kind of money and make those kinds of trades in the market we get outstanding uh rates and prices and that's how we can that's how we keep the cost so low uh is because we're such a big player in the market it's like a co-op, really, isn't it? Isn't it, it is. kind of like that? Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, because suddenly, and I had a bunch of questions for you about this. Of, so I'm like an institutional investor now, right? That's right. That's right. Yeah. And see, when you, you, you hit the nail on the head, if you just open your own little retail account at E-Trade or Charles Schwab or TD Ameritrade, I think they're the ones that bought Scott Trade, so... I don't really know on the little retail side. I can't keep up with all of them. But if you just open that retail account and you start with 50 bucks a month, by all means, do it. Get started. Okay? you got to start somewhere. But you're going to reach a point along the way that you're going to want a professional money manager. And that's usually once you get up somewhere up around thirty or $40,000, you're going to want to get a money manager involved. And when you do, Aaron and I move you over to the institutional side. So once we get you over to the institutional side, now you're trading with the big boys. And you back in March 9th, you know, when we moved to cash, a lot of people said, man, what happened? The market went down. The market went down. And wow, the market went down 48%. Well, when you're moving $800, $900 million chunk of money at a time, and then you've got a lot of investors that are moving billions of dollars at a time. You know, one of our money managers has got, I think, $11 billion. Wow. So when you move that kind of money, you're impacting the market. And immediately, 
you'll hear people on CNBC and you'll hear people on Squawk Box, you know, and stuff like that. So, well, there was a big sell-off and the institutional mm-hmm. investors decided to take their profits. Guess what? They're talking about you. They're talking <laughs> about us. So, so, yeah, so you're you're a part of the institutional crowd that you might think that it's a small amount of money, you know, thirty, forty thousand dollars seems like a small amount of money, but at the end of the day, it's all God's money, and we're all here helping each other, doing the same thing. And you made a big impact in the kingdom of God. I love that. You're listening to uh, uh, faith-based investing, and the voices are Anthony and Aaron Wright. So, Aaron, uh, what are some resources that people can find when they go to your website? Yeah, definitely. So, <clears throat> go to our website and click get started where you can find a uh, link right there where it'll allow you to get your your screener or also uh, you can get the the free download of the our book faith-based investing and it's it's free you can download it right there on the website but if you are uh, interested in just getting your stock screened and you don't really want to read the whole book then just click on get started and it'll take you right in to uh, having a uh, having us screen your stocks for you so we can screen it and clean it very good how can people find your podcast yeah good a good question so go to if you've got podcast uh go to your podcast and i think it's called think something it's else podcast yeah it's the app, app but i think it's called something different on uh but you got like a apple or galaxy a, yeah galaxy i think it's called something different but oh, it, but it's like a podcast so if you've got that just uh click on the app and look up uh, go to the search box and search uh, faith-based investing, and as long as you plug that into your search bar, uh, boom, it'll pull up our show right there, and you Pandora, can play. Pandora, yeah, Pandora is the same it. one. Spotify yeah, Spotify's has got it. it. Yep, yep. See, Pandora, Spotify, yep. podcast. Yep. Uh, I'm trying to think of Stitch. Is there a is there a Stitcher or something like that? Yeah, you lost yes. me there. I don't know. <laughs> Stitcher, I think, is the other one. But any of those apps, you just type in faith-based yeah. investing, and you'll get to hear our podcast. Yep. What's great about that, too, is let's say this is a time where it's difficult for some of our listeners' friends to listen. Well, they yeah. can still hear the program. Uh, they can just search for it and find it. There's so many great tools out there to do that today. That's and, right. you know, we, we've talked about how when God's people come together, pool their money, they make wise choices, and they vote with their pocketbook, powerful things happen. Psalm 35, 27 talks about God's approval. You know, we always want to walk with the light of God's approval on our face. Let them shout for joy and be glad who favor my righteous cause. And let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified who has pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. Psalm 35, 27. We're going to take a very quick break. Back with more after this. Hi, I'm Anthony Wright. I'm a minister as well as a faith-based financial advisor. Are you as serious about your faith as I am? Of course you are. That's why I'm reaching out to you today. Are you aware last year there were billions of dollars of Christians' money that funded abortions, pornography, and anti-family lifestyle? I want you and I to change that. It's great that you're investing for the future, but do you really know what your money is funding? So here's your invitation. To download a copy of my free book, go to investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com. 
or call me at 931-RETIRED. I'll screen your investment portfolio for you, and I'll let you find out exactly what your investments are funding. There's no obligation. There's no pressure. My goal is to just keep God's blessings on your investments, taking scripture and applying practical step-by-step investment principles. So visit my website now, investmentpreacher.com. That's investmentpreacher.com, and download your free copy of my book, Faith-Based Investing. Welcome to our second half hour of Faith-Based Investing with Anthony and Aaron Wright. I'm Tom Levine. Aaron, you know, some people who are listening are younger people. Some people are living in areas where housing costs are low, but other people live in extremely expensive places. So um, what's the limit, maybe percentage-wise, or just in terms of what you think is wise, as a percentage of their income that families should spend on housing? Yeah. And that's a that's a good that's a good question. And rule of thumb is you want to you want to try to keep it around the, the 20, 15 to twenty percent range if you can, uh, and and use the rest for you know for whatever saving up, uh, funding your retirement accounts or uh, other expenses and and that kind of stuff. But that's the good rule of thumb anyway. Uh, does that change at all how you handle their investments, or how does yeah, that definitely. come into play? I mean, that has a big play, especially when you're when you're having to look at it from our perspective, which is, you know, my father and I are both fiduciary licensed, so you have to take that into account. You know, the income, uh, the expenses, all those things play a role as far as you know. I mean, it's it's hard to to help a client save up for retirement if they're making, you know. $5,000 a month, but they've got $4,995 in expenses, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just hard to do. And, and you know, I'm not a miracle worker by any means. We know who, who the miracle worker is, but, you know, we can't, we can't definitely, uh, can't help them if, if their expenses are too high. So that's got to play a role. And that's something that we have to know, uh, is what your, what your income, what your expenses, that type of stuff. It's called what, getting to know your client. Yes, very important. And I love that because I know that's the kind of approach you take as a family-based business, yeah, and that's definitely. why we have invested with you as well. How much should people count on their home as an investment, or is that just the wrong way to look at things? No, I mean, not at all. It's it's actually a good investment. It's smart. Uh, you know, there's a way to, to build up some equity there if you own it. Uh, but you got to be careful on, you know, I tell people, uh, you got to be careful with real estate. You don't want to have everything uh, tied up and invested in real estate. You know, with the thing with bricks and mortar uh, is it's exactly that. It's bricks and mortar. So you can't walk up to a house and say, you know, hey, uh, times are rough. Uh, I need $10,000. Spit it out right now. You know, it, it doesn't work that way. So you got to be careful uh, and not to invest everything that you have into just real estate or bricks and mortar. So you want to have a little bit of diversity in that portfolio. Maybe some's okay, you know, as a rental property, uh, you know, something like that. But definitely, definitely don't don't sock away everything you have into uh, to fund a rental property or something like that. It seems to me that uh, leading up to the financial crisis in about 2007, 2008, Mm -hmm. it was different. But since then, a lot of people are house house wealthy and cash poor. I mean, talk a little bit about, do people have a lot of liquidity now or not so much? Yeah, I mean, they, 
are you are you relating to like the house housing side? Oh, just in general, it seems like uh, a lot of people don't have much liquidity or couldn't you know come up with a thousand dollars in an oh, emergency. Yeah. yeah, and that's true. That's that's a sad thing. It is. It's true. But uh, and again, the rule of thumb on that is you know I tell people to have about you know maybe two months of income set aside mm-hmm. as an emergency account to help prevent that um that's a good rule of thumb right there or finance 101 uh having some set aside for emergencies is a must it's a key try to save some up for an emergency fund you know sock 50 bucks a week away or 100 bucks a week away over here and call it your emergency fund because you're right tom life happens and all of a sudden, you know, you need to put tires on your car or you need to, you know, whatever. You need to uh, get a new air conditioner. I had a client call me today. Uh, she had to get an air conditioner, and it was $10,000. Oh. So, yeah. So, you know, I mean, life happens. That's life. And, you know, I want to make sure that that doesn't happen to my clients. And so, you know, yes, as a rule of thumb, we make sure that liquidity is a big factor. It's something that we have to factor in to all of our clients to make sure they have enough liquidity that they're not tying everything they have up so to speak and they can't get access to it or um, you got to make sure that that's that's there that you can get access to that money if you need it and um, have enough set aside so you don't get uh, stuck not having what you need obviously this question is for uh, either or both of you but uh, the question is uh, what would you say is the most common question you get from people on the phone or when you're making a first contact what kinds of things are people telling you today I'm gonna say the number one that I get asked is 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 you know tell me what you guys do mm-hmm. and um, and then I explain to them what we do and then they'll say well okay you know let's screen my stocks and then once I screen them, the big question is usually after I get past the screening process and I tell them what they've been funding, they usually always will say, oh my, I had no idea. I had no idea. What do I do from here? And I said, well, we just, we just, we just clean them. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything. It's, it's free to screen. It's free to clean. So... Uh, as long as I'm, I'm, I'm assuming you want to go ahead and clean your stocks, right? And they say yes, that's right. And then, um, and really, I, I mean, outside of that, you know, they might occasionally say, "Well, what type of what type of return um, have you historically received over the past, you know, three years, five years, ten years, whatever?" They're occasionally they'll they'll ask that, but just about always it's it's always right up front it's always well what is it you do and we explain to them they said well now what is faith-based investing and we'll you know we'll tell them what faith-based investing is and then they'll say oh man i didn't know i was in that what can i do to to get out of this stuff what can i do to change this and uh, so that's pretty much the progression of the way the questions go on my end i don't I don't, I don't know about Aaron. He talks to as many people as I do. Yeah. Is, that, is that the way it goes on I'd your end? I'd say that's pretty, yeah, that's pretty standard. And they also want to know a lot of times, uh, you know, how we make our money. Right. They right. ask that too. You know, I don't. And ask that question. And uh, What do you say to that? I always tell them it's, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our accounts, um, some of them don't even have, a, have any fee at all. Um, but if you. Oh, occasionally I have been asked, have, are we fiduciary? Yeah, yeah. I have been asked, how do you guys make your money? How do you get paid? And then we explain to them it's just an annual fee because we're fiduciary. Yep. 
we're money managers, and so we just charge an annual, just a one-time annual wrap, W-R-A-P, wrap fee. And then they'll say, are you fiduciary? Uh, of course, we are. That's the only way we would have it. Um, I'm trying to think if, if there's any other questions, and I think that's about the only – I think that's about the – that's really about the extent of it is um, um, – can you think of any other ones? I can't think of any no. other ones, Tom. Let me ask you this. Uh, you know, I was in Nashville, came, flew in to see you guys, and uh, same thing in Los Angeles and San Diego. All the big buildings are these big financial firms, Wall Street-type firms. Uh, you guys are situated quite differently in the marketplace, and you seem like you're really accessible to people. Talk a little bit about that. Well, we are. First and foremost, you know, uh, I'm the president and CEO of it, but my son Aaron that's on air with us today he's been with me for 10 years and so obviously the succession plan is 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 you know to turn it over to him when I retire and of course I'm just 51 myself but we're very easy accessible it, it's you you call the phone line or you send an email and it comes straight in here it does not you don't call some 800 number press one for English and two for Spanish and three for Portuguese and four for Chinese <laughs> and five for Russianese and <laughs> you know, it just don't happen that way. You you call the number and we pick up and and you know say hello. I mean, it's it's we're very easy accessible. We're easy to get a hold of, and we got a great team and a great staff. And and um, I've got CFPs. I've got certified financial planners. If you know, if all you're looking for is just the certified financial plan, then we can do that. Uh, I've got CPAs. If you know, with the tax side that we can do, I've got estate attorneys. So we're we're very very easy accessible to you, and that's the way we want it to be. Normally, if you ever get our voicemail, it's only because the the receptionist has already talked to you, and Aaron and I may be on a phone with a client. That would be about the only reason you would get our voicemail, and then we would call you back uh, unless it's something one of the staff members can handle. Then we would have them call you back, but. 10 out of 10 times when you call our office number, you're going to get an answer within the first couple of rings. So one to two rings, and the switchboard operator is going to answer, and, and she's right outside our office, and, and you're, going to get, you're going to get help, and you're going to get somebody live. And you are 100% correct, Tom. It is not, you know, some got to go through security guards and <laughs> got to call the 800 number and press one and two and three and four, and then you get to the wrong department. And No, 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 no. That's not us at all, and we, we handle everything for you. We're a full-service financial firm, and we do it all. We handle it all for you. That's what I want with our, you know, life savings. We've worked a lifetime uh, looking to God's blessing on it, but we've worked very hard to accumulate the money that we have, and I want to pick up the phone and talk to a real person, a friend, and so that's what you can do. Pick up the phone and call 931-RETIRED, 931-RETIRED. Best of all, go to the website, download the free book at investmentpreacher.com. Back with segment number four, our final segment in a moment. It's not enough to simply save for retirement. It's important to invest in positive fund options that God can bless. That's why we're here. This is Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. This is faith-based investing. It begins with a decision that you make as an individual or as a family to line up your faith and your moral beliefs with your investments. And uh, talk a little bit, Anthony and Aaron, about what a stock screener is and how our listeners can put it to use. Yeah, so... 
first and foremost, you know, you kind of have to understand what we're doing is we're taking people on a faithful, a faithful financial journey. We want you to hmm. be faithful in your finances. And in order to do that, and, and, and here's where I'm coming from on that. 98% of the Christians would say that they are upholding God's standard, and that is their top priority, and that is their first priority, and it should be. But we should also pursue holiness in our finances uh, while being very wise with their investments. That, in essence, is what we do. Now, don't confuse the faith-based investing with the socially responsible investing opportunities. Um, the socially responsible, they have a heart towards social activism, environmental, other concerns, uh, but there's many, many funds of various religious organizations that kind of go that way. That's, that's not what we're talking about, socially responsible. We're talking about a faith-filled, faith, faithful financial journey that everything in your portfolio is honoring God and it's going to the right people, the right corporations, companies that are like your Hobby Lobbies and your Chick-fil-A's that are, you know, just godly owned, godly ran. And um, we offer those investment opportunities to make sure that that aligns with your beliefs and your value. And our philosophy does include stocks and bonds and other investment opportunities. So at the same time, it's not just getting you faith-based, but we also are committed to achieving performance goals that match each investor's risk profile. So, you know, we believe that you shouldn't have to compromise performance just to live out your values. So that is, in essence, what we're doing. We're allowing the Christians to apply good stewardship because they believe that the money is God's anyway. Um, so that is what faith-based investing is. And I'll go as far as telling you, I, you know, I, I said earlier in the show, Tom, I've been a minister now for 20 years of my life. And, you know, come this Sunday, I'll, I'll be in church and, and teaching. And uh, my wife and I are very, very involved in teaching uh, divorce care and blended families. And, but, you know, Proverbs chapter 27, verse 23, very sternly, very clearly cautions us to know where we are investing and what we are investing. And so closing our eyes to, to sin buried within an investment fund is just simply not acceptable. That that's just not the solution. So if you're listening today, you know, don't be a part of the problem. Be a part of the solution. We are on a mission to go across this country and find Christians that will join with us and stop the funding of abortions and pornography and same-sex marriage and sex trafficking and stop this nonsense. And if we stop the money flow, then we stop it. You know, last year we moved several hundreds of millions of dollars and 28 Planned Parenthood clinics went out of business. Now, do I have any proof that that was directly related to us? No, I don't. But I have a feel good on the inside of me that because we took several hundred millions of dollars away from them, they didn't have the money to fund their cause. Yes. So that's what we're looking for, and, and we do that. And, and everybody always says, where do we start? And you start with a stock screener. And I'll let Aaron explain the, the stock screener 
to to the audience today so that they understand what the stock screener is and let him kind of kind of go over one that that we recently have done and yeah, explain sure. to them what it what it is and how it works Perfect. absolutely it's a pretty simple pretty easy process but the screener is something that's proprietary to us and it's a software that allows us to look into these companies and evaluate and see if they're if they're doing anything anti-biblical or anti-christ-like so you know that that screens for is, is examples uh things like uh is your money going to fund abortion or planned parenthood uh lifestyles like the lgbtq community pornography gambling alcohol tobacco those are some of the things that this software looks for and screens for but you know what it what it's actually looking at is something that these these companies these tech companies and you know fortune 500 corps what they do is they they have to it's public record they have to display what they give their money to you know now everything's so public you can't give you know 10 million dollars to planned parenthood without it being reported somewhere and so what, mm -hmm. what it's called now what that's called is called a 10k a corporate 10k report so it's all public record and public knowledge as to where it is uh where their money is going and where they're funding things so uh, once you do that, once you call and you say, yes, screen this for me, screen my, my portfolio, I want to know if I'm supporting anything like that, then what we do is we'll send you an email, a secure server email, where you can reply to it with a statement that we can plug into the system and screen. So very important that you do that. And what, and what I've got here in front of me is a uh, client's uh, portfolio we screened and uh, was a pastor um that that's you know a good friend of ours and and a you know awesome faith-filled christian believer but you know he he gets up every sunday and preaches against uh you know uh, abortion and gambling and all that so he's very pro cho uh, pro-life and anti-choice pro-choice mm -hmm. so so what we did is we plugged this into the system and he, he swore that it was a that it would you know he said hey you can you can screen this if you want but i think it's going to be clean and I believe that, um, but you're welcome to look at it and screen it if you want. And we said, fine, let's take a look. So uh, we did. We plugged it into the system. And after we did that, the result was his entire portfolio was 78.5% dirty. Oh, wow. Yeah. 78.5% of his money that he thought was clean is going to abortion. That's 60, about 60%, 59.5%. Five, uh, the entertainment industry, forty-nine point nine percent. Gambling, uh, lifestyles, so LGBTQ, pornography. These are all things that he was funding with his portfolio, with his with his money. And he was shocked when we when we did this. And just as a lot of our our clients that call in are, it's just oh my stars, I had no idea. You know, what can you do? Help me get out of this and clean this up for me. And he was the same way. And so the reason it was so dirty is because the the mutual fund that he was in, some of these companies, you know, Microsoft, Apple, Facebook, Netflix, you know, they're, they're dirty as sin. They support abortion, all that stuff, everything that we just listed. And he was in every one of them. And also, Tom, people might not understand that you know, a lot of times people say, you mean there's actually companies out there that are faith-based? You know, because on the mainstream news media, right. all, all you hear are the bad ones, right? 
But let me give you a statistic for those that are listening to us on the air today. There are over 9,000 publicly traded companies. Of that 9,000 publicly traded companies, the great news is that 93% of those will not fail the faith-based screener. Oh, that's good. I'm going to jump in here because we are in our last uh, minute or so here, and I wanted to give you a chance to do a final invitation just to tell people, kind of like uh, uh, when people heard Peter and Paul preach and they say, what do we do now? What should people do now? Well, you want to you want to become a part of the solution, not the problem. So what you do is you go to investmentpreacher.com, and when you go when you get on the website, right in the center of the screen, get started. I mean, it's real easy. It says most investors are unknowingly funding lifestyle and activities. Click get started now. So you when you click that get started button, it's going to ask you for the information we need. Give that information, and then immediately you're going to get a link that's got my free book that's called Faith Based Investing. And it's going to come to you in a PDF form. So you not only get the free screener, but you also get the free book. So go to investmentpreacher.com, or you can call us, 931-RETIRED. But uh, either way, if you prefer email, info at retirementspecialgroup.com. Anthony and Aaron, Merry Christmas, my good friends. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to our listeners today. And to all of you who are listening, Thank you. God bless you. Remember that he is able to do far more abundantly beyond all you can ask or think. Thank you. Merry Christmas. God bless you. And we'll see you next time. This is FBI Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright. Do you know where your investment dollars are going? Anthony's team will screen your current investment portfolio. You can always count on receiving the three C's. Anthony's plan for you is customized, comprehensive, and complimentary. Anthony is a financial advisor and an ordained minister. He'll show you how to build an investment plan God can bless. Applying proven scriptural investment principles. Keeping your money from funding anti-biblical companies. Invest with confidence and be equally yoked. To get your free faith-based investing book from Anthony downloaded free, go online to investmentpreacher.com. Just like it sounds, that's investmentpreacher.com for your free book. Or call 931-RETIRED. Tell a friend and listen next week for Faith-Based Investing with Anthony Wright, the Investment Preacher. 